0: Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. Today, we will be talking about the World Cup and college basketball. But first, let's get into the news. The World Cup is one of the only times... We come together as one planet and cheer for our countries. This World Cup has been intense. I was sure that Germany would make it at least past the group stages, but Mueller could not carry the whole German squad on his back. We got a new thing this World Cup. V-A-R. This made a big difference. For the first time, you could review an offside's call in the World Cup. Now, I'm going to talk about the team that shocked me, that stood out to me, and that was Morocco. They became the first African country to make it to the semis by beating Spain and Portugal, one of the two best teams in this World Cup. That was outstanding. But let's talk about the GOAT. You know who I'm talking about, because Messi, the GOAT, destroyed any thoughts about Ronaldo being better than him. Messi, coming into this World Cup, he was 35. But during this World Cup, he looked like he was 20, moving around and juking defenders left and right. Messi scored in every game of the knockout stages. He was on a mission, and no one was going to stop him from winning his first World Cup. The only bad thing was, this might be his last World Cup. Messi not being at the World Cup is going to be hard to get used to. But he cemented his legacy as the greatest soccer player of all time and helped millions of kids fall in love with the game. Even though they're losing the GOAT, this Argentina team will still be feared because of the best penalty-blocking goalie in the world, Emiliano Martinez. Strange news alert. A six-year-old girl in LA wanted to have a unicorn in her backyard. She sent a letter to the county and asked if she could have a license for owning a unicorn. She wrote, I would like your approval. If I could have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one, please send me a letter in response. A few weeks later, the little girl received a letter in the mail that had a license for owning a unicorn. Now it is just up to the little girl to find one, and it will be hers. She just has to find Kristaps Porzingis and bring him to her house. And that does it for the news.
1: Hey, it's Gabriel, and college basketball is back. Even though March Madness is a few months away, here are some top teams to watch and others who may be in trouble. The first team who could win it all are the Purdue Boilermakers. The number one overall team as of the time of this recording is led by Zach Eady, a 7'4 monster who can score and rebound. Edie will make them tough to beat, but they are missing solid players behind him. Hopefully, someone can step up to be the next level player. Number two, the Yukon Huskies. The Huskies are back into the mix after a, a hiatus, and like Purdue, they have a dominating big man, Adam Sinago. But unlike the Boilermakers, they have a great Number two guard, Jordan Hawkins, who averages 14.2 points. UConn has already shown its power beating top teams, Alabama and Iowa State. Number three, the defending champs, Kansas Jayhawks. Though they lost some key pieces from last season, they still have one of the greatest coaches ever, Bill Self, and have Jalen Wilson who is a double-double machine, Gold Juan Harris Jr., is top five in assists and rarely turns it over. With the addition of a silky smooth-shooting freshman Grady Dick, this team could go back to back. The last team who could win it all are the Texas Longhorns. All right, hear me out. Yes, the Longhorns did just lose their coach. Yes, The Horns haven't made it out of the second round in a while, but they brought back almost everyone from last year and added the best transfer, Tyrese Hunter, last year's Big 12 Freshman of the Year. Expect teams to overlook the Horns and then watch Texas shout, Hook'em Horns, when they cut down the nets in March. While those four, four are on the rise, There are other teams that are just overrated. Let's start with Gonzaga. The Zags are always overhyped. When will people stop? They play in a low conference, and that lack of tough competition bites them every year at March Madness. Drew Timmy does not have enough juice to power this squad beyond the Sweet 16 this year, and they have already lost against top-caliber teams like Texas and Purdue. The next overrated team is Indiana. The Hoosiers this year got some national attention because of their star, Trace Jackson Davis. And that kid will be a beast like his dad at the next level. But their defense has been lackluster as they are 105th in points against and they have struggled against Power 5 schools. That game against Kansas revealed all of the reasons why Indiana will not be celebrating come March. Number three, Duke. Without Coach K, the Blue Devils are not the same team. That's to be expected. While their new coach has potential, he does not scare opponents when they see him on the bench. Though they have averaged 39.8 rebounds, the Blue Devils' offense has been anemic putting up 72.9 points per game and averaging 12 turnovers per game. Feels like a rebuilding year. And the last overrated team is Illinois. I don't get it. The Fighting Illini lost almost their whole team from last year between the draft and transfers. Yet they are rated in the top 20. Several losses into the season, I think this was wishful thinking that they can build on last year's success. Expect this team's stock to keep sinking with a crazy low free throw success of only 64%. There are other teams poised to make some noise later this year. Leading the list are the Wisconsin Badgers, allowing only 60 points per game. They have one of the best defenses in college, basketball. But the pollsters keep disrespecting the Badgers. Their game against Kansas proved they can play with the big boys. Come March, no one wants to have them on their side of the bracket. Also under the radar are the Red Storm of St. John. Already off to an 11-2 record, led by key transfer and- Andre Curbelo from the Illini and rebounder Jolel Suriano, the Red Storm have dominated on the glass with an average of 42.7 rebounds per game, 10th in the nation, and have been able to also put up, on average, 80 points per game, making them the dual threat of an offensive and defensive-minded team, with forcing 15.5 turnovers per game. Going small, the University of Alabama at Birmingham Blazers have been an offensive-minded team, hanging, on average, 88 points per game led by Star's senior guard Jordan Jelly Walker, who is second in the nation in scoring, averaging 24.6 points per game. The Blazers are also the 22nd team in assists and 11th in rebounding. They are a well-rounded squad, and I would be afraid to have to play them in March and could be a Sweet 16 team. Finally, this could be the year that Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers finally arrive. They started off 6-1 against Power 5 schools. Watch for them to keep gaining confidence and go on a solid run when they arrive at the NCAA tournament. As the holiday tournaments end and the conference schedule begins, we will have a good sense of which teams are for real and which ones need some more seasoning. Check back next ex- episode for my next College Hoop Update. Nothing but net, baby.
0: Now it is time for a new segment, Fan Rant, where each episode we bring on a fan who rants for two minutes straight about their favorite team. No stops, no breaks, no questions asked. Let's get into it. Our first fan rant is me, the little man with a big mouth. I'm ranting about the New England Patriots in Week 15. The New England Patriots played the Las Vegas Raiders. It was fine until the last play, where we hand the ball off to to Ramondre Stevenson. Then, for some crazy reason, he pitched the ball to to Jacoby Myers. Then Jacoby Myers, for some reason, he just threw the ball back. Was like. Oh, I'm going to throw it to the quarterback. Pitches it to Mac Jones. Remember, the game was tied. They were going to go to OT. But then Mac Jones gets stiffed-armed by Chandler Jones, and the Raiders win by a fumble recovery touchdown. That was the worst play I've ever seen. It was even worse than the Miami Miracle when Gronk missed the tackle at the end zone. They need to fire Matt Patricia. I am done with Matt Patricia running screenplays all day. Are we trying to tank? I swear, if we want to get to the playoffs, we really need to up up our game. We need Zappy. It should be Zappy Hour. That's how we should end it. We should bench Mac Jones and give a rookie a chance. Zappy was great. Yes, he had that one bad second half. Remember his first start? He beat the Lions 29 to nothing. Bailey Zabby should be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. <coughs> that is my fan rant on the New England Patriots. DM me on Instagram at LittleManBigMouthShow if you want to be on the next episode of FanRant. Welcome to Stick By Your Picks. For those new to the show, Gabriel and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. But this week, we're dissecting the college football playoffs. We stick by our picks, no matter what happens between now and the game. These are iron-clad picks. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know you should not buy your house in all pecs. This is for entertainment purposes only. Gabriel, are you ready? Yes. Let's get into it. The first game is...
2: Defending national champions, Georgia Bulldogs are six-and-a-half-point favorites in the Peach Bowl as they face the Ohio State Buckeyes.
1: In this game, I think... Georgia will not be a by the Buckeyes defense as they will run all over them.
0: I agree. Georgia, the number one team in the nation, is the best team and will show that against Ohio State. They have dominated all the teams that have been good this year. Oregon, the first game of the year, crushed them in Atlanta. The first game of the year never means anything. Whatever. They dominated Tennessee... When they were the number one team in the country and scored 50 points in the SEC championship game against LSU. That is why Ohio State's defense will fall against this Georgia Dogs offense. What is the next game?
2: The Fiesta Bowl sees Michigan as seven and a half point favorites over the Horned Frogs of TCU.
1: TCU will get the upset here as Max Duggan will create some magic and they will get this upset which no one could have seen coming.
0: What are you talking about? That is insane. First, TCU has not played a good team. Yes, the Big 12 sucks. The Big and 12 does not suck at football. They have Texas they have Kansas State. Hey, where's Texas going? Oh, right. They're going to the SEC. So technically they're an SEC. No, state. they're in the Big 12 right now.
1: TCU has played good schools.
0: But every time they have to come back, and they only win by a, a little bit. We is get, a win. Yeah, but not in college football. Yes, it is. TCU will get demolished by an actual school who plays actual football. TCU. This will get Messi, as TCU should not have been the 3 Yes, TCU should have been the 3 They have beaten seven ball-eligible teams. Seven. And who did they lose to? K-State. Who did K-State lose to? Oh, right. They lost to Tulane. Now, Gabriel, who's winning the national championship in your eyes? Georgia is going to beat TCU because the Horned Frogs do not have the athletes to run with the big dogs. I agree with you. Georgia's going back-to-back national championships. They're going to be the new Alabama, as no one will outmatch them. Well, now we're doing the other New Year's Six Bowl games. What is the first New Year's Six Bowl game? It is...
2: The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, this year featuring Utah as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Penn State Nittany Lions.
1: I have the Utes coming off another Pac-12 championship, beating the Nittany Lions
0: because the Lions have not shown up in the big games. I agree with you. Utah's going to come off that big comeback win versus USC and dominate the Rose Bowl. They will dominate Penn State as Penn State will not show any signs of fight. Announcer, what is the next game?
2: The Cotton Bowl with the USC Trojans, a slim one and a half point favorite over the green wave of Tulane.
0: I think Tulane will pull up the upset. They have dominated every team they've played. They even beat K-State and what did K State do? Won the Big 12 championship. Tulane will win this one as they are going to win the Cotton Bowl. I agree with you. Even though Caleb Williams
1: is a Heisman, he will not be able to stop the
0: Tulane Green Waves from getting this huge upset. Announcer, what is the next game?
2: In our final game, it's the 2022 Sugar Bowl with Alabama six-and-a-half point favorites over the Wildcats of Kansas State.
0: I think Deuce Vaughn of K-State will run all over this Alabama defense. They will have no answer for this tiny but mighty running back. I agree with
1: you. Deuce Vaughn will run all over the Crimson Tide defense, and only one Tide is getting a win on New Year's Eve. And that's Tulane. And well, that does it, folks,
0: for so Stick by Your Picks. What would Sports Talk be without lists? Bupkis, so here is my list of the day. Top five holiday sweets. Number five, gelt or chocolate coins. Number four, candy canes. Number three, Hanukkah jelly donuts or yolks. Number two, gingerbread. And number one, for the best holiday dessert or sweet is hot cocoa. Well, that does it, folks, for the Little Man Big Mouth podcast. Tune in next week for another episode and follow us at Little Man Big Mouth Show on Instagram. See ya!
2: Follow the show on Insta at Little Man Big Mouth Show. Keep up with the latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast provider. The Little Man Big Mouth podcast is an exclusive creation of Hefeweisen Podcast Productions.